You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,212 and interview number 1,526. We've been on the air since 2009, and we're the longest-running business podcast in Orange County, California. Empowering every person to be a force for good. Give Some is working to change the world and inspire others to do the same. They connect individuals and charities on a single platform to join the two so their efforts are promoted on several levels. Recently, Flock became Give Some Foundation, giving more opportunities to truly raise awareness and funds for people looking to do good. That's why I invited Sean Wien back. He's the president of Give Some to join us and share more about his vision for both these organizations. Sean, welcome back to Critical Mass and Radio Show. Thank you, Richard. It's good to be back on the show. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's been a long time since I was on it last. Right. You're one of those early guests. We have to go back in the catalog and see exactly when you were on the show the first time, but you're here now again. And a lot has happened since then. So let's talk about that. Why don't you tell a little bit about your path to this organization, Give Some and Give Some Foundation, please? So years ago, last time we talked, we were discussing future leaders of our community, Flock, and I had started that with a group of friends with the idea of matching young professionals with local nonprofits, getting on boards and committees, helping them do that. What we discovered right out of the gate, this is 2009, 2010, was that everybody was getting on this thing called social media, Facebook, Twitter, what has now become Instagram. And we were asking ourselves the question as we were out there volunteering, getting people to engage with their community. Hey, where is the philanthropic social media for philanthropy? You know, where is the place where I can track all my philanthropic dollars, all my volunteer time, all my engagement with golf tournaments and galas and uh, various different charitable activities out there? Where do I track it all? How do I inspire other people to be giving more as they're um, doing their, you know, month in, month out giving? And there wasn't anything for us. So we decided that we would start building it. Hmm. So future leaders of our community, some of the early founders, we started building a tech company because we wanted a way to track our philanthropy. Okay. And we started building a company called GiveSum, which stands for Giving Summary. So G-I-V-S-U-M. Mm-hmm. And my background had been in, you know, before I ever did future leaders of our community, I was doing ministry. I was a youth pastor for... 10 years and an adult minister for seven. So I had this ministry background. I had started this nonprofit flock. And then all of a sudden, I was having to learn everything about technology. I mean, really from the grassroots up. And before I knew it, I was the president and CEO of the company. (laughs) So it's been a very steep vertical MBA learning curve over the last what's now been six years, Uh if you can believe it. Um, Starting from scratch, from, you know, just having an idea wanting to solve a problem in the community of tracking people's philanthropy effectively to now uh, having to run a, a major corporation with employees and dollars coming in and investors and okay so so you mentioned thing. so let, let's look at give some and the two entities that are the kind of the give some organization can you share that vision with our audience please yeah so there's there's two entities that make it up one is give some Inc that is our for-profit corporation that is the actual technology company. Um, that's the company that builds the actual functionality of a website, which is GIVSUM.com. It is, 
you know, the individuals that um, are doing the front end, the back end, that are doing the design, that are making everything happen. So this is the technology This is the technology piece. And then connected to that is the Give Some Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit. Right. And that foundation uh, allows for dollars to uh, be donated to any charity in the U.S. An individual can go on to Give Some. They can make a donation to... Uh, let's say United Way of Minnesota, and if United Way of Minnesota is not on the platform, the Gibson Foundation will reroute that via check to uh, United Way of Minnesota, if, right. if there is one. I'm not sure if there is one. but uh, How can there not be? Yes, but the two work hand in hand. And the other thing that we do with the Gibson Foundation is we allow for startup nonprofit ideas to leverage the 501c3 number of the Gibson Foundation to start their own community-based idea and to use the Give Some Inc. platform to raise funds, to find volunteers, okay. to sell tickets. And then we allow them to do that for one or two years while they're experimenting with their startup idea that eventually will become a 501c3 nonprofit. So we call that a fiscal sponsorship. Yeah. So a group of people can come in. They could say, hey, we want to use uh, you know, the Give Some Foundation to start a new nonprofit idea. And we're going to use Give Some Inc., the technology, to... Uh, Try out that idea, collect funds, see if the community will support it. Right. And if they do, we'll become our own 51C3 and be out running as our own nonprofit. So, you know, like I said, we've done 1,500 interviews. This is the first time that I think I've heard of an incubator for startups for nonprofits. For nonprofits. Right? Yeah. So um, right now we have 12 different really? uh, incubating nonprofits. Wow. That, um, you know, everything from... Uh, children's charities, special needs children, to apprentice programs for high school students that want to build uh, cars, want to learn how to build cars. We have a program that's um, about toys for um, children selling their own toys to, not selling, but giving their own toys to other kids Uh and the process upon which they are done using their toys and then how they deliver it to other kids that are in need. Um, And we have that under our umbrella as well. So you can find out more about that at Gibson.com. How did you you decide to do that? To create an incubator for a startup nonprofit. We had worked with so so many young professionals who said to us, you know, I really want to start this and it's not a for-profit business, really a community business idea. I think it should be a nonprofit. What do you think? Should I go get a nonprofit status? And I would be like, well, you're going to go spend, you know, right. $3,500 maybe on a, some attorney fees. You're going to pay for, you know, the $7, $800 to get the 51C3. You're going to take an entire year to get that done. And then at the end of it, maybe the idea is a flop. Or maybe you change your mind, decide you don't want to do it. Or maybe you realize you had a passion for actually the the what the giving part but you didn't want to do the business part right because every 51c3 is a business yes they are you have money coming in you have money going out you have to track all that that's bookkeeping you have to fundraise that takes time and energy and you know so many people will start a nonprofit, spend the first five years frustrated as heck because they've only had a little bit of impact but they spent five years trying to build a business that they didn't want to build mm. and then they drop it so we said, hey, well, why don't you get going on the actual giving part of it? Right. Like actually going out and doing the mission and vision of right. your startup nonprofit idea. And if it works, if it takes off and it's going well and people are supporting it, then take the time. Yeah, go get your own 51C3. Wow, that's awesome. So we're talking with Sean Wien. So my question is for the uh, Give Some Inc., what's the revenue model there? The good news about Give Some Inc. is that there is no startup cost to a charity and there is no monthly fee. 
our business model is built around transactions and we do it at an affordable rate and we put the donation on the donor. So if you go to make a donation on GiveSome or if you go to purchase a ticket, it's going to opt you in as the donor to pay the fee. You can opt out. But basically it'll say, you know, hey, you're making a 20 donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, we're going to add an extra dollar thirty-seven, and the Make-A-Wish Foundation after fees will receive $20. And 95% of people will pay that fee, sure. which means for Makes the most sense. part it becomes um, almost 100% free for nonprofits. Believe it or not, that's right. a true statistic. about 95% will pay. The charity can also pass the fee on to the donor and force the fee uh -huh. if they want. They can turn that on. But what we do is uh, we charge 3.9%. Plus 30 cents, that includes the credit card fee. That's for a donation. For a ticket purchased, or for a membership purchased, or for an item purchased, we charge 4.9% plus 30 cents, and that's the total fee. So um, if you look at just about any other platform, philanthropic platform on the market, any don't, you know, donation platform site, ticket selling site, you're going to find that they're uh, transactional fees are actually more than that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. There's sites that'll charge seven, eight percent, plus ninety nine cents per ticket. Uh huh. You know, Eventbrite will charge five percent, right? Plus ninety nine cents per ticket. So we're actually coming in under that. We're trying to make it as affordable as possible. That's nice. Um, so what that means for us is that we're a volume game. Right. We want to be serv servicing charities and service clubs all over the country. We want to be in every major philanthropic market around the country. We've started here in Orange County and in Southern California. It's a good place to start. We, um, we have been beta testing for the last three years, building an endless number of features yeah. for every single type of charity and every single type of service club. And when I say service club, I mean Rotary, Lions, Kiwanis, uh, American Legions, those mm -hmm. types of groups. We've been building uh, an endless number of features for them so that they can use it as an all-in-one. And it's not super advanced, but it's a nice all-in-one printer for sure. them, if you can think of it that way, right. where, you know, it'll do their basic operations for, you know, any small to medium-sized organization. Uh, they can do it all from one platform instead right. of having to use five or six different platforms just to do their basic operations. And the goal of that is to reduce the amount of friction uh, as a staff person or as a volunteer to just, again, run the the day-to-day -day of, uh, of a charity. Okay, so we're, let's let's stay focused a little bit longer on give some ink. I like to ask uh, entrepreneurs and leaders of companies if they have a philosophy, a guiding principle, an overarching view on how you're building the culture for yeah. that organization. Sean, do you have one? And if so, yeah, can you we, share it? We have some core principles. One of those core principles is to uh, live abundantly. And abundance is... A fundamental tenet that um, our employees and our team really lives by. We believe that there's an abundant amount of donation dollars out there. We don't see it as limited. Okay. We think the market is big enough that more and more people can give than are giving. And it's actually abundant. There's this idea that nonprofits are in competition with each other. I don't believe that at all. I think nonprofits should collaborate better mm. with each other. But I don't believe they're in competition with each other for volunteer hours or for dollars to be donated. I think there's a number of people out there that want because to give. Because there's untapped opportunities. It's untapped opportunity. Just, okay. Most people give because somebody asked them to give. Or their awareness but changes. A lot too. of people don't give, not because they don't want to give, because maybe they don't know where to give or they don't know who to give to effectively. Or they, right. you know, they just don't have the right network that is putting them in the right place to give. Right. So abundance is our fundamental thing. 
Um, when we go out and we fundraise for our company ourselves, we're bringing on investors to help us build the technology platform. We see that there's an abundance of investors out there. There's not a limited number. There's okay. an abundance of dollars that we can bring in to build this company. When we talk to our nonprofits and service clubs, we say there's an abundance of people that you could have engaged with your organization. And if you have a limited mindset, then you will approach the market with a limited idea that, oh, well, there's only so many people that are going to support my cause. Mm-hmm. We just don't believe that. We believe that, it, that, that you can go after it, that it's there, and that if you stay tenacious to it, you will find a lot of people that will support your mission vision. When you do interviews to bring people on to the for-profit side, how do you test if they fit that culture of abundance? You mean when, uh, when, when, you're when we're bringing them on yeah. to, our, to our team? Do yeah. they fit our culture? Yeah. How do you make sure you're bringing people in who have that mindset? There's a couple key indicators. Um, first of all, basically, uh, right out of the gate, I'll ask them, hey, have you ever done any volunteer work? You ever supported a charity? You ever attended a golf tournament or a gala? You ever done anything outside of yourself? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always, a, you know, if you're going to work for a technology company that supports the 51C3 and 51C4 community, like... You're you not having sport. done anything probably isn't, this isn't the right spot for you. So okay. that's that's the first thing. Uh, the you know the second thing is um, what have you done in your life that uh, has proven some level of abundance and some level of success? Um, in other words, uh, mm-hmm. have you have you ever raised money? You, you ever done a campaign uh, for anybody? And ever helped somebody go after something that they had a vision or a dream for? And um, you were you played a role in that, played a part in that, um, and how did you go about that? And anytime you try to get something that you don't have, you have to have some abundance idea that it's out there somewhere, and I just have to go down the path, right. find my way around the roadblocks, right. and get there. I know it's there. I can't see it right immediately, but I I have an abundance mindset that I'm going to find it, yes. that it's going to be there, and that I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not going to give up along the way. So I, I will ask people, you know, where in your life have you found success? Uh, and I like to start with high school. <laughs> I think high school is the most telling thing. Why? Because I think that's where we start training ourselves. That's where our habits are formed. Mm. You know, I was a youth minister for 10 years, and some of my, you know, the best leaders I had in my program were not my adult volunteers. They were my high school volunteers. Mm. They led trips down to Mexico to build, you know, homes for needy needy families, uh, work with orphanages down there, and and went stepped outside of themselves to lead others to do things that they didn't think they could do. Hmm. And you can start doing that when you're 14, 15, 16 years old. Sure. So when I'm interviewing people, I'll ask them, "Tell me about your high school years. What did you do that was different or unique, or that showed some leadership capabilities? And where where did you find abundance there?" So, so did you bring this abundance philosophy with you to this latest project? Because I like the guiding principle question because it generally gives me a window into the individual who's the entrepreneur or CEO. So my question is, where did you discover this? Or do we even know, has it always just been the way it is for you? Well, it, this goes back to uh, my background in theology uh, on the idea of, you know, what is what does faith in action mean? Yes. And... Faith in action is a lot about, you know, you have a particular faith and that faith is leading you to some sort of action in your life. That action is based on your gifts and talents. And in many ways, your gifts and talents and the impact they can have in the world is abundant. And when I would work with young people, I would say, you have unique gifts and talents. 
How are you utilizing those gifts and talents to be of service to the world? I'm going to give you some opportunities, some things that we're going to do on the weekend or some things we're going to do during the week. We're going to visit you know, the soup kitchen or the local homeless shelter. We're going to do an environmental thing on the weekend, clean up the beach, whatever we're going to do. But you and your own gifts and talents can be truly abundant. Mm. So how are you going to make that happen? And when I started Future Leaders of Our Community, I was working with young professionals. I was saying the same thing to them. What are your gifts and talents? I remember that. Maybe you are going to serve you know, the local soup kitchen better than the other person's going to serve the Make-A-Wish Foundation better or United Way better or American Red Cross better. Depending on what your gifts and talents are, you're going to be a better fit for one charity over the other. Right. Um, and the same plays out when we decided to build a technology company. We were saying, how can we build a platform that helps people quickly – Go into a marketplace of ideas, say, see all types of things that are going on and ways for them to engage with them. This is what happens on the Gibson platform. You log in, you see all sorts of opportunities, and you say to yourself, which one is going to best match my gifts and talents, right. and how can I give to that, and how will I abundantly be serving that with you know, the gifts that, that I have? And so that, that has been a theme that has played out. Uh, throughout my life, whether I was, you know, working in programs with students, running a nonprofit with inspiring young professionals to give, or whether uh, a technology like gives some um, that allows for transformation and for engagement on abundant levels to take place across the country and potentially the world. We have um, an anchor client with Rotary International, and they operate on an international scale of 35,000 clubs around the world. And those are a lot of people that are inspired to give, Uh and they have an abundant mentality. And we're um, one-by-one onboarding Rotary clubs uh, throughout California right now. It's a big task. Our vision is to create a global philanthropic community. And um, What does that mean? Because my last question is to give people the website for them to see you. But before that is, what's the future of your organization? So we have a few minutes left. Let's let's go there, Sean. Our vision is that when you go to the website, we have a new landing page that's going to be launching um, July 30th. When you go to the website, you're going to see amazing people do amazing things. It's not going to be about donations. It's not going to be about volunteering. It's going to be about people. And you're going to click on those people, and you're going to see their philanthropic resumes. You're going to see all the extraordinary things that they're doing. And the goal is for the individual to say, hey, how amazing is this person? And what are things that I could be doing uh, that could also contribute? Or how could I support what they're doing in a greater way? And we want to be about these amazing people that are a part of a larger community on this platform that are encouraging and supporting one another to be doing uh, more things uh, with their life that contributes back to the community. Mm -hmm. So the whole platform is really going to be about that. So it is a community. It's a community of people. Right. It's a user-based philanthropic platform, just like Facebook, where you can follow each other. You can share all the work that you're doing. You can uh, create campaigns, inspire each other to, to do more good work. And as you do so, you get a give some score, a giving summary score. Hmm. It's a bit of a gamification into the system. Sure. And as you donate, volunteer, attend charitable events, your score goes up. As you inspire other people to give, your score goes up. So if you share a campaign on Facebook or Twitter or send it out on an email link, uh, your score goes up. And we want people to have strong scores. Score A good score is like around six, 700. Okay. So for good um, deeds, you get a good score. For good deeds, you get a good score. And there's no such thing as a bad score. You could have a score of five, and you must have done something good to have gotten that. Right. So it's not like a, there's a negative score. There's no negative score. Okay. Every score is good, and everybody in the community has a score. And everybody can follow and inspire one another on that platform. Okay. So yep. th- 
It's great to have you back on the program after all these years. You've come quite a ways. It's exciting to see what you're doing. How does someone learn more about GiveSum? So they can go to GiveSum.com. That's G-I-V-S-U-M.com. No E in there, just G-I-V-S-U-M.com. They can learn more about the GiveSum Foundation Mm -hmm. at G-I-V-S-U-M-Foundation.org. Okay. And uh, if somebody's interested in starting a nonprofit, they have a nonprofit idea and would like uh, an incubator period of time of a couple years, they can use us as their fiscal sponsorship mm-hmm. for the Gibson Foundation. Uh, if there's a charity or a service club out there that wants to get their platform or wants to get their organization on, on Gibson.com, um, they can log in, find their organization. We have every 501c3 in the U.S. on the platform right now. You simply just claim your organization and we'll get you started. Well, it has been great to have you on the radio show, and I want to thank you for being a friend. Yeah, hi. uh, We just need Paul to come back in so he can close out the show. Maybe we could have Paul come back in to close out the show. Unfortunately, our engineer walked away from the studio, but that's okay because we were filling the time with Sean Wien talking about his two organizations, Give Some. But, Sean, really, thank you. You, you, We've been together years. It's great to have you back on the program. Richard, it's wonderful to be back. Thank you for asking me to be back. Of course. Appreciate it, and look forward to hearing more of your podcast in the coming months and years. hope so. I'd like to uh, also thank our engineers. Our engineer, Paul Roberts, who's now back in the studio, and our producers for whom with I Could Not Do This Show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer, Nicole Terry. If you want to connect with me, I would ask you, let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.